Hello and welcome back to Manhattan Minute Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Adrianson, and I'm here with the uh, late December update for Manhattan. How's everybody doing? I hope everyone had a great Christmas. I'm glad to have everyone back. So with me here tonight is uh, Carson, my son. He is seven years old and he just went through uh, another Christmas here and he seems to be very happy and very thankful. Carson, can you tell everyone what you got for Christmas, your favorite toy? It's a guy named Huggy Wuggy. Huggy Wuggy? Yep. What is that? He's a guy who has blue fur. He has red lips. He has a mouth which has sharp teeth and he has another sharp teeth behind his other teeth. Oh, wow. Is that part of a video game or something? yeah, it's called Poppy Playtime. It's only on PC. Oh, Pop- Poppy's Playtime. Okay, that sounds or, good. Or it could be on computers, too. Oh. Right. And he has yellow hands and feet, and he's 10 feet tall, and he has cute eyes. Oh, wow. Cool. So that's your favorite toy. Uh, how was Christmas for you? Everything went well? Uh, what about the elves? Did they move for you pretty much every day? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That means you were a good boy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Anything else you like to talk about, you know, Christmas-wise? Um, no. No, that's it? I, I thought I'd seen a bunch of Lego sets you got. Um, maybe. I like Legos, and I love building them to make cool creations. Yeah. The classic Legos, you can build cool creations. Yeah, that's the cool. Penguin, hippo, ostrich, or something like that. Oh, nice. It comes with two extraction things. Well, there is, usually they only come with one or two or three. Oh, okay. Sounds like you got a lot of uh, things to build uh, for the next few days. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Well? I was just working on one upstairs. Oh, cool. So you want to tell everyone, uh, you know, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to them. Maybe me and you could do another podcast together in, in the future. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Carson. Okay, so part of the couple things that happened at the board meeting. At the village meeting, we had a resident come up to speak on behalf of some of the residents that live in the original part of town on uh, Lee Street, Park, and uh, K, Jan. All those are Jan Street, Lee Street, Park Street. But back when it was developed, it was actually Park Avenue, Lee Avenue, K Avenue. They were all avenues. So going back to this back and forth, we're trying to send a letter out to the residents to let them know that this is a situation that came up partially from the 911 call center and the post office with the real ID. So the real ID, technically, it's Avenue. Even though about 40 years ago, for whatever reason, the village had come in and they changed it all to Park Street, Lee Street, K Street, etc. So that's something that we have to address, whether we try to figure out if we can change it back to street or if we can change the signs back to avenue. That's something that the village board is uh, looking into. And if we can figure out whatever is the most cost efficient, less impactful to residents is what the way we want to go. We don't want to cause a lot of, you know, we don't want to cause a lot of concern or problems for all our residents. We just want to make sure that it's done and done right. And it has to be taken care of because from what I'm hearing, they won't give you the real idea if your address isn't actually Avenue because they did this whole new format for the real ID. So that's what we're looking into. I just want to let everybody know that we are looking into it. There's a couple options we could do. Once I get some more information, I'll come back and I'll let everybody know. At the board meeting, first thing on the agenda was a authorization of hiring a part-time police officer. Her name is Nicole Azaglia. She's a part-time police officer. Currently, she works at Crestwood, I believe, full-time, and she'll be coming over here part-time. 
So it's a great addition. Uh, like I said before, myself and the village board is always looking into building up our police department to make sure that we keep safety in our town, even though our town is pretty safe. We just want to maintain that safety in our town. And then uh, under the consent agenda, we just went through the basics, uh, the meetings, approval of a bills list. And then we also canceled the village board meeting scheduled for Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. There's not a lot going on with all the holidays and everyone getting over New Year's and all that. There's not a lot on the agenda. A lot. There's not a lot of business to take care of. So we decided to just table that meeting to January 20th. So there'll be no village board meeting January 4th, 2022. Under new business, the village authorized the renewal of custodial services at the village hall and the police department with Imperial service systems. The company has been performing custodial services uh, for the village of Manhattan since 2015. And after seeking several competitive bids, it is still less expensive than competitors saving the village at least $900 a month or nearly $10,000 a year. The village board also uh, passed an ordinance abating a portion of tax levies for the year 2020 to pay the interest and principal on bonds. These bonds are for Brookstone Springs. So we're, we're always trying to maintain affordability with these SSAs and the bonds that have been previously uh, installed in the village. And that's always something that we're we're mainly focused on is saving the taxpayers money as much as we can. Another item on new business was a dedication of property from Banks Farm. It's about 10, 11 acres, right off 52 when you turn into Banks Farm adjacent, looks like it's right adjacent to uh, Ranch Oaks. And this property is commercial property, but it, the problem is there's a pipeline running right through it. So it's pretty much unusable for the normal commercial use or any type of residential, anything like that, because there's a few pipelines running through there. So what the village board did was we accepted the donation of land. And what we're looking into is, you know, discussions with the park district and everybody. We'd really like to make that a dog park because everyone in Manhattan, it, it seems like everyone in Manhattan has a dog. You know, it'd be nice to just get them to be able to walk over to this nice new dog park. And I can't say when or if, in fact, it will happen. But that's what's on our minds as a village board. If we could construct a nice dog park right there, you know, we think it would be a great service to all the residents. and. It seems like I said, everyone has a dog or two. We have two. Myself, I have two dogs. I have a yellow lab and I have a golden retriever. And it'd be great to let them go out and mingle and just blow off some steam and run around. You know, eventually, once we get all the bike paths connecting to everywhere, you know, you could just walk your dogs down there. They can run off some steam, walk back. It, it should just be a very nice thing added to the community. So like I said, that's not definite, but that's definitely something that the village board is supportive of. And we're looking into... Uh, seeing if we could construct that and early discussions with the park. They, it sounds like they're willing to work with us on that and maintain it. Another thing that happened, uh, we canceled our village board meeting for Tuesday of last week, and we ended up having a meeting on the 20th, which is Monday. So that's when our meeting happened. And the reason for that was because there was a big meeting in Joliet about the annexation of like, I think it was about 2,100 and some odd acres into Joliet for the North Point development. So we went there. You know, we were concerned about how the impact would be to the uh, surrounding areas. We, we don't really know a lot about it, how they're going to, you know, construct this. And we, we don't have a lot of information about what the traffic consequences will be or any other consequences will be, if there's any, on our town. But being such a, you know, such a large development, it, it would it'd be nice if we had a little more information. So we went there to the village. Um, I'm sorry. We went there to the Joliet City Council meeting when they had the... Uh, public hearing. We sent a letter. We sent a letter to the governor's office just asking them to table it because there's so many communities surrounding Joliet. They're the ones making the decision 
whether or not this development is great for everybody. And, you know, we can't say yes or no. I mean, we don't have any information about how this will impact our community. So that is definitely the, the concern is how, how do we go about preparing for something that another city is doing when we don't know how it's going to impact us? So I just respectfully asked them to table the vote and they didn't, which is, you know, fine, understandable. You know, we, we as a village of Manhattan are looking out for everyone's best interests and trying to stay on top of things. Went to the board meeting, uh, the Joliet Council meeting. When I, when I went up there to speak, it was pretty basic. I just wanted them to understand that I did submit a letter to the mayor, Oderkirk, and to the uh, city council asking them to respectfully table the vote. I don't see the rush right now. Just let's see how this is going to go and how you guys are going to actually go about this. And needless to say, uh, they, they accepted it, which is, you know, they have they have a city to run to. So I understand. I'm not trying to tell them what to do or anything like that, but it would be nice if all the surrounding areas, I, I spoke with multiple different taxing bodies and it's the same thing. We, we don't know what's going to happen yet. So that just happened uh, they voted six to two in favor of the North Point development. So I'll, I'll give you any updates that I get once I once I receive them. But right now, I, I I went there, asked them to table it. We had a couple board members there. You know, everyone's kind of just interested in what what they're doing and how they're going to do it. And that that was the main concern. From there, um, if you drive around town, you'll notice two new signs outside the Village Hall in Burkotts. They're brand new monument signs, uh, brick. They're going to be lit up. They're still working through the process. We're going to do some landscaping around them. The old one will be taken down. This is all a work in progress during the winter months. There's some other things going on at the Village Hall in Burkotts. They're going to be doing a whole new roof facade, and that's getting started. The materials dropped off. They started right in the center between Burkotts and the police department. So once we, um, you know, obviously I'll always update everybody, but as you see, they're going to start changing that out. So over the next several weeks, there's going to be some construction on the roofs of the Village Hall, the police department, and Burkotts. And then once we get all that done, you know, in the spring, hopefully we can start our, our focus is to do all the landscaping around the Village Hall to make it, this is all part of the beautification process that we want to lead by example and show everyone that we're investing in our town. We want all the business owners to invest in our town. I mean, anyone that comes in, we want to make sure that everyone knows that, you know, we're serious about having the beautification process enforced. We want, you know, everything to be kind of uniform. You drive through, it's all nice and clean, nice new, uh, you know, shrubs and, and trees and things like that. So that's a, another concern, not not a concern, that's another focus that we have as a, a village board at this time. We had a little bit of police activity on December 24th, about 1 a.m., Grundy County Sheriff's Police pursued a vehicle into Manhattan. The pursuit ended up at BP when the offender struck a utility pole. It kind of knocked on that pole there. That's the BP right on Manhattan Road in 52. So if anyone goes by, I'm not sure if it's fixed just yet, but I know ComEd was out there. They were working on it. They had a, another truck support the pole because of the structural damage of the pole. And, um, you know, that's unfortunate that that happened. We're glad no one got hurt. There's no uh, fatalities, no injuries. So we're thankful for that. And uh, I know that our police department's always on top of things. And they were they were right there to support the uh, Grundy County Sheriff's. And, uh, you know, when they did a traffic stop, it was... You know, I'm not sure exactly the details of everything, but they fled the Grundy County Sheriff's Police and they ended up over there by BP on Manhattan Road in 52. So if you notice any damage over there by the pole, that, I mean, that's what happened. Our police department's always on top of things and uh, EMA was out there directing traffic. So we have a pretty good team on top of everything looking after everybody. Another great thing that a lot of Manhattan residents and surrounding areas do to help the Abraham Lincoln Cemeteries, the Wreaths of America, Dave Kessel is one of the guys that you know, 
kind of organized all this and helped out to bring all these wreaths to America. And I was I was glad to just participate. I, I went there about, I think it was about 5.30 a.m. on Sunday morning, December 19th, met at the Farm Bureau place and drove all the wreaths to the Abraham Lincoln Cemetery, which they didn't allow us to go in there. So we ended up having to drop them off in the parking lot of Elwood Village Hall. And I know uh, Doug Jenko is very supportive of that. And I went there and I was able to unload all the, the trailers with the wreaths. And it was just a Pretty cool to volunteer and help out. And it's amazing how many people actually come out there to help out. And and I think there was about 27,000 roughly uh, wreaths that came out. That was the most ever from what I'm told. So it's, like I said, it's uh, unbelievable how much help and dedication that these uh, farmers have to, to do this every year. And I was just, you know, lucky to be invited to help out. And like I said before, uh, this is Mike Adrianson with the Manhattan Minute podcast. And if you have any questions or concerns or any topics you'd like to discuss, please email me at manhattanminutepodcast at gmail.com. I'm glad to answer them or at least try to, but I'd like to keep getting listeners and I'd like to keep this going. And like I always said, I mean, this is new to me and I know I keep saying that pretty soon it's gonna be old to me, but uh, if there's any way that I can get caught up enough where I could start getting a couple of people on here to interview, that'd be great. And that's what I'm looking forward to for the new year. So I'm glad everyone's listening. And like I said, if you have any questions, just email me at manhattanminutepodcast at gmail.com. And thank you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks.